0: Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Unraveling. Today's episode is inspired, as a lot of them are, by things that happen to me in my own life, how I deal with them, how I unravel them, and so on and so forth. And this particular thing is one that I've been dealing with forever and I know a lot of you are, and it's really just, I think, a societal thing, especially for women, but I know men deal with it too, and that is like people-pleasing but appeasing others to make others feel good, you know, so that they don't have to be disappointed, suffer in some way, shape, or form, and I will do this with Complete strangers, as well as loved ones, and it's just something to be really aware of. It's one of the four trauma response, which it it's the fawn trauma response, and that is where people pleasing shows up because it's become a survival mechanism. And you might be going, "How is people pleasing helping me survive?" Well, as a child. If you had a volatile parent, um, a narcissistic parent, maybe um, a drug-addicted or alcohol-addicted parent, you had to learn how to navigate that. Your little nervous system wired you that, especially with a narcissist, that if you do certain things for them, you get love, you get attention, you get affirmation of some sort, like, hey, thank you, that was helpful, or... And then when you didn't do certain things or when you did other things, you got punished or shamed for those things. So maybe a lot of um, the fawn trauma response is also a a loss of identity, a loss of self, because you had to put your identity externally. So there was not a lot of what do I need? What do I not want in my situation. It was really about what do I do for this person, for my caregiver, so that they will give me that love, they will give me that connection, which is one of our six basic human needs. So we're biologically wired to survive from these primary caregivers. And if the primary caregiver is showing up in such a way that is Punishing or even emotionally unavailable or disconnected, then the nervous system goes, We've gotta, we've gotta get food, we've gotta get connection and attention from this person. So we need to perform. We need to start acting in a certain way. We need to start achieving things. Cause like maybe you got you know you're a little bit older now and maybe you come home with the A and you get all the attention so you start your nervous system starts wiring you that you've got to perform you've got to achieve in order to get love and attention and connection so i've talked about that a lot in here if you've been around for a while there's lots of podcasts on how we get wired with these trauma responses but That's kind of where people-pleasing comes from, right? It's a survival mechanism. It's a trauma response. You've got to look at it that way. It's not a response that is going to fill you up. It's not filling up your cup, right? It's not going to give you a lot of energy. It's going to drain your energy because essentially, again, what people-pleasing is, is I – get my value, I get my identity, I get a sense of who I am from what I do for other people. And there's a huge red flag if you're a people pleaser to disappointing others. Right? Like that feels like death. I remember the first time Julia uh Tyson talked about it in her podcast that we did together. Uh this book i cannot remember what it's called or what the author is i think it's called self just called self care or something but in that book she said one line that like stood out so blatantly for me and that is in order to truly love yourself you're going to have to disappoint people sometimes and i remember thinking what <laughs> like that was revolutionary to me because i was so completely wired to never, ever, 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 (laughs) if I can help it, disappoint other people. So that means I have to bend over backwards for people. I have to put myself in precarious situations in order to make sure that the people around me will be happy. This includes complete strangers, you know. And so imagine the life force energy that gets drained from you, that gets that got drained from me from doing that. No wonder I had chronic fatigue. It's absolutely utterly exhausting. And if you're listening to this going, "Oh my gosh, I'm a people pleaser. I'm being called out here." but I don't know how to stop, or this feels too scary to even think about stopping. Like, I totally get that. Because, again, your sense of self is in that external person. It's in what you do for other people. It has nothing to do with you. And we completely, as children, if this got wired as a child, we've completely lost The sense of who we are. So, there's also this big scary thing that you have to go through when you start doing this kind of work where you have to realize, like, and figure out who am I? Like, what do I like? What? Because everything you've been doing up until this time has been based on this trauma response. And that's really sad. And it's really something that you have to unravel within yourself. But As you know, I've been doing a lot of work on the whole people-pleasing thing for a long time, and that's why this podcast is called The Art of Unraveling, because it's an unraveling process. It's like an onion. There's layers to this stuff, and as I share in the podcast with my cousin Kirsten, you know, the work is never done, and that doesn't mean it's going to be this hard, heavy journey that we're constantly having to process. No, I don't choose to operate that way. That's not in my belief system. But even Abraham Hicks says it, you know, the work is never done. If it When it's done, you're dead. And then you don't have to do it anymore, right? Now you you move on and your soul moves on in a different way. But as long as we're here, there's work to be done because the soul came here to elevate. It came here to evolve. And it didn't come here to just do the same thing and live in a box and stay in a comfort zone. That's a choice. And that has its own consequences with it, right? It's not a life fully lived. Anyway, let's get back to me. Let's get back to my story uh, because stories always help things hit home. And so, as I said, this, this stuff is layered, right? So, I've been working on it for a long time so let's say I've I've taken off several layers of that onion. And there's still in this core some more things hanging around, right? But it's almost like it gets more subtle. Like you you have to really have awareness to catch some of the smaller subtle ways. And the more awareness you bring to it, the more you're going to be able to catch these more subtle inclinations of this people-pleasing bad habit. And so what happened was, I think it was last week or the week before, I I work out at Orange Theory and I was leaving class and I had to go to an appointment after that. So I didn't have a lot of time. And the instructor, it was St. Patrick's Day, actually, uh, and the instructor was saying, hey, come take a picture for St. Patrick's Day, like for their – they have like a brag board, they call it, and you take pictures and they post it to social media and whatever. It's, you know, good for them, whatever. And I was just not feeling it, had this class to go to, and I just – so I was like, sorry, I'm going to check out. I'm going to leave. And I get in my car and I'm driving home. And I'm feeling this fe- this like dread feeling. And my, my brain is telling me, and I say my brain is telling me because we all have that internal voice, right? It's probably the voice of a parent or the voice, it's a voice of your own critic, but that critic gets developed because of trauma, because of things that happen to you, right? So it can be this voice and it's just trying to protect you. It's just a small part of you. It's a wounded part of you or whatever, a small, younger you that has been taking up space in your mind because it's trying to protect you. So again, think about from what we what I talked about at the beginning, if it's survival for me to people please, to never disappoint other people in order to stay safe, which I always talk about people pleasing is not altruistic. It can look that way on the surface, but the ulterior motive is you're trying to control situations in order to stay safe, in order to protect yourself. And you're doing this all unconsciously, so it's not your fault. I am doing all this unconsciously. It's not my fault. However, we have to really call it out and call it for what it is so that we can begin to change it because you don't change things from a place of the pattern continuing to to serve you in some way, right? You change by bringing a lot of awareness to the negative parts of that pattern. And then the brain goes, oh, this is causing us pain. Let's stop doing this. It's multifaceted, people. It's multifaceted to create change. This is just one element of that, okay? So I don't want you to think that you just do this and... Everything will be hunky-dory. It's multifaceted. These trauma and stress patterns are so deeply wired that they require care. They require like dissection within yourself. They require a willingness to go within and really look at the places you're blocking yourself, the places you're blocking your life force energy, the places where you're blocking what you actually want in your life. And if you have that courage and that willingness, you will see massive shifts in your life. But it's, it ain't easy. It ain't easy looking at this stuff. We know this. So I'm driving home and I'm feeling this sense of dread. And I'm like, okay, what is this all about? And I'm like, this internal critic in my head is going, you should have taken that picture. I bet he feels bad right now because you just left and didn't take the picture with him. And that probably makes him feel like not good enough. So essentially what I was doing and like, thank God I have the awareness that I have. But essentially what my what this part of me was doing was projecting how I might feel had I been in that situation, like what that might have triggered for me oh, they didn't want to take a picture. They must not like me. They must think I'm not good enough. Right? Because that's the old pattern. That is the the not good enough, the unworthiness pattern that's also linked to people pleasing, right? We have to please others to feel that sense of worth, to feel like you're okay. And I'm so aware of that one now that it's I'm just grateful. I am grateful I have that awareness because something as subtle as this not taking a picture (laughs) on St. Patrick's Day with people at my gym led me to really feel this heaviness. Now, I'm sitting there and I'm going through these feelings and I'm noticing the thoughts. If you remember from the past, we talk about your beliefs lead to your thoughts your thoughts lead to your to lead to your emotions and your emotions lead to your actions so i'm kind of going through that process and i'm going okay like my thoughts are i'm a bad person i made this person feel bad you know i'm telling myself a whole story that probably has gone on unconsciously for years and years and years it's just that i'm bringing so much awareness to it in recent times That I've caught it. And so I just observed. And by the way, if you're able to observe your thoughts and how you feel, then who's doing the observing, right? It's your consciousness. You have a consciousness, you have a divinity within you that is so far beyond all of these stories that we've been telling ourselves. And so when you are observing that, that is your divinity, that is your consciousness that is observing. Okay. And that is a little mind blowing. But think about that. Who's doing the observing? Who's noticing that you're thinking these thoughts? Right. And if you can tap into that, that is your power. Like you are not these thoughts. You are not a people pleaser. You are not a perfectionist or whatever else thing that you come up with. Right. You are consciousness in a human form. Having an experience, and you get to change that. You get to rewire that. You get to shift that. So, as I was saying, I'm noticing these thoughts and these feelings, and I'm feeling heavy and I'm shooting all over myself. You know, I should have stayed and taken the picture. I should have done this. And then I like stopped and I'm like, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to take a picture. So, I started kind of talking back to it. So I was like, so what you're basically saying is I should put myself in precarious situations and do things I don't want to do in order to please others, in order to not disappoint other people and make them feel a certain way. I should manage that for them and and put myself in essentially in situations that doing things I don't want to do so that. They don't have to feel any pain. They don't have to feel any trigger or whatever. And it was just a really powerful moment of really talking that out and noticing that that's what I've been doing. And of course, like, I don't do it. Like, I want to say I've become way more evolved at that. You know, I used to be way worse at people pleasing and, you know, but it was just interesting that it came up in this situation with this basically complete stranger because I didn't really know this, this coach and and just how it made me feel. And it was like such a gift. You know, our triggers are our treasures. And when we start thinking that way, like that's not our highest self speaking. That's not our truth. That's a, a wounded part. That's a trauma part. And we can go in and shift that. So I just wanted to share that because it's kind of a loaded conversation about people pleasing and that we really don't need to appease others, right? Like that we've got to be willing to disappoint other people sometimes. And I don't mean go out there and be an asshole, but I think you guys know that, right? I just mean like you don't have to do things you don't want to do just because you're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. Like we, we've got to stop that because every time you're saying yes to someone else, you're saying no to yourself. And you really, you need to consider, why am I doing this? What is my intention? And if the intention is you don't want people to think badly about you or you don't want to hurt their feelings, that's not a good reason to do the thing. Really, and you know, sometimes we have to make compromises. Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do. I get that. But you know what I mean. On these subtle day-to-day basis, how many times are you doing things for other people just automatically when they ask you to without really bringing it through your own filter system and going, am I doing this just to please my boss? Am I doing this just to make my partner happy? Uh, You know, but I really don't want to do it. And I've been saying yes to this for so long and now it's just become the norm. And it's really, I'm starting to get resentful. You know, it's, it's gonna lead you down a rabbit hole. So I want you to really consider that this week. Really think about it see what comes up. Let me know. Uh, there's a lot to unravel when it comes to people pleasing. And yeah, it's, it is what it is. And it's, it, it can shift. It 100% can shift. The first step is always awareness. The more awareness you bring to it, the more it's going to be in the forefront of your mind and you'll be able to shift it more quickly by noticing it before you take action, before you say yes to the thing you don't really want to do. All right. So I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want any support with this, reach out to me. I do offer one-on-one programs uh, where you can work with me to really deep dive into shifting these patterns and stepping into who you really are. And I also have my nervous system reset program that is a self-paced program. So if you want either of those or information on either of those, reach out to me. You can also check out my website at purelightwellness.com. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope to have you back again another time.